that aroma hits just like you walked in here and you smell this this crazy aroma of coffee that's what happened to me and I, that's when I got exposed to Colombian and Guatemala and Sumatra and Kenya and it's like there's this this phrase I'm using lately you just pull the curtain back on what you what you think and know about coffee pull the curtain back there's just so much more out there Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by Jedco, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. This week on The Pulse, we're featuring a business that helps put a little extra pep in the steps of our local residents. Orleans Coffee is a local roaster and wholesale business based in the city of Kenner. Chances are you've had this coffee before, even if you didn't know it. The business sells to coffee shops and restaurants all over the region. I interviewed Orleans coffee owner Bob Arsenault at the Jefferson Parish-based roasting facility. Bob is a delightful wealth of knowledge when it comes time to talk shop. His passion for the business bleeds through in every answer to every question. He was built to be in the brewing business. On this episode, Bob and I talk about the things that make Orleans coffee unique, a covert and very successful rebrand, and why company culture matters. Well, Bob, thank you so much for letting me visit your facility. It's always a pleasure. It always smells so good in here. You know me. I love coffee. It really wakes you up. So um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Welcome to our little roasting facility out in Kenner. We love it. We love it. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, for all of our listeners out there, obviously the Jedco folks, we we know Orleans Coffee. We've worked with you guys for for many years. Um, but, you know, t- tell us a little bit about your history. How, how did you guys get started? I tell people that's typically a conversation for beer because <laughs> it's a long story. But I've learned to shorten it to a, a one cup of coffee uh, kind of an answer. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> um, Orleans Coffee started in 1985 uh, by a fellow named Sandy Kuttner and his mother, and it was named Ruth. So some people called the business Grandma Ruth's Orleans Coffee Exchange at 712 Orleans Avenue in the French Quarter. Um, I was in there re- in the French Quarter recently with my family. It's now a real estate. I'm sorry, it's a ladder and bloom real estate office. Wow! And it was a cute little store. And I remember going in there buying coffee long before I was ever even in the coffee business. And uh, also our our company today is what have been three different companies. Orleans Coffee Exchange, which was a little retail store in the quarter, as I just mentioned. It was also Coffee Roasters of New Orleans, which started in 1983 as a wholesale coffee roasting business located in the, in the warehouse district. And also, years later, New Orleans Coffee Works. So uh, Coffee Roasters of New Orleans, Orleans Coffee Exchange operated independently, two different businesses serving different markets. And in the late 90s, a gentleman named Bill Seamers was buying Orleans Coffee Exchange from, from Sandy. And a gentleman that owned Coffee Roasters of New Orleans knew Bill's wife, Kathy. And she said, my husband's buying this coffee business in the French Quarter. And this gentleman said, well, would he like to buy another coffee company? <laughs> <laughs> and so two weeks later, 
Bill bought Coffee Roasters of New Orleans as well. And he, he basically merged the roasting and production departments together into one facility. So we so Bill was selling coffee wholesale to all these coffee houses that started popping up as that wave began all around the country and had the little store in the French Quarter. I came to work for Bill about two years later after that. Um, and then years go by, moved our roasting facility into the edge of Broadmoor and Girt Town, had a nice roasting facility, and things were just booming. That's when we started carrying fair trade organic coffees and coffee houses were opening up left and right and we started carrying flavored syrups and chocolate sauces and all kinds of crazy things coffee houses needed and then eventually you know Katrina hit and well we ended up flooding in that location and again really long story short we bought our competitor who was out in in Kenner and we moved into their building and that's where we're sitting right now. Where you are today. Mm-hmm. Lovely facility yeah. here in Jefferson Parish. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Did you, how did you get, how did you personally end up in the coffee industry? Was that a dream of yours or did you just kind of, how did you land here? I, well, I loved coffee as a child, of course, growing up in a small Cajun town, so to speak. You know, I always drank coffee and milk every morning, every day. And, I had moved to New Orleans in 1986 working for Martin Wine Cellar, and I was really into wine um, in my college days. Worked at a little wine shop there and eventually went to work for Martin's in New Orleans. And um, that's when I learned about PJ's Coffee with the original location on Maple Street, not the current location. And you know, someone said, you should go check out this, this coffee house. And I walked into PJ's and had uh, a cup of coffee there. And there was a separate building right next to the coffee house. They called it the Whole Bean Store. And that aroma, hit just like you walked in here and you smell this, this crazy aroma of coffee, that's what happened to me. And I, that's when I got exposed to Colombian and Guatemala and Sumatra and Kenya. And it's like there's this this phrase I'm using lately. You just pull the curtain back on what you th- what you think and know about coffee. Pull the curtain back. There's just so much more out there. And I was instantly hooked, and I could never go back to what I, I drank my entire life. And that's when I got hooked on coffee. And I did eventually start working for PJ's part-time a few years later. And then I went a month later, situation changed. I had an opportunity to come on full-time. And so I think it was 1988, uh, uh, began my si- six-year career at PJ's, running their roasting facility and eventually becoming the green coffee buyer. Which is, you, know, you never looked back. It's like you, <laughs> 1988, that's a long time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, um, what, 31 years now wow. in coffee. Well, I have been fortunate enough to tour your roasting facility um, in the past for a variety of projects. and. I'm always amazed by how much coffee is in this space. It's incredible. Um, can you talk about how many pounds of coffee you roast, you know, I, in a day, a month, a week, a year, you know, however you want to quantify mm-hmm. it for us? Mm-hmm. I like to use the analogy of, you know, you see an 18-wheeler going down the interstate, you know, so that what's, on, what's behind that truck is, is a container. 
and that container could be full of you know all kinds of products as we know and we roast the equivalent of nine containers of coffee a year wow that is a lot of coffee that's that's a lot of coffee a lot Mm -hmm. of coffee beans Mm -hmm. um how many type different types of coffee do you sell um how do you how do you choose what it is that is going out there to the world that's a great question and i'm happy to say we buy fewer coffees than we used to you know if you see our green coffee list from years ago it would just make your eyes cross because we bought coffee from so many different countries fortunately we've managed to pair that uh that back a bit i still buy coffees from 20 plus different countries through a network of of importers um we we buy coffee from importers in in new orleans or with an office in New York or Seattle or Houston. But it's about 25 coffees that we buy. Um, Colombia, Brazil, you know, East African coffees, Indonesian coffees. And um, because we have so many coffees and, you know, some are medium roast and dark roast and there's blends and this and that, I keep finding, I keep trying to find ways to cut back because we have so many. But you know what, even our slow-selling coffees are still pretty good volume and it's hard to to just cut something out i'm always so fascinated by that as an avid coffee drinker myself and just having walked your facility it's it's amazing to see all of these bags of coffee in all the different countries that they come from so uh, you know i love to hear it's it's exciting to know that there's a you know you're here in jefferson parish with you know touching all of these different countries i mean that's just amazing to me um you, you mentioned this, um, and I'm going to go a little off script here, so I'm sorry, but you mentioned um, that there was a big coffee boom whenever you kind of got into the coffee business, and there were a lot of coffee houses popping up and a lot of – how do you guys – how does Orleans Coffee differentiate, differentiate itself from what else is out there? And, I mean, I think you, you'll – we can – we'll probably cover this throughout, but, mm-hmm. you know, what, what sets you guys apart? Well – we, along with PJs, I, I guess I have to include them, <clears throat> is we were the first specialty coffee roasters. You know, having worked for PJs in the early days, yeah, we bought really good coffee back then. And I'm still proud of the coffee we bought back back in those days. And I'm, I didn't buy the coffee for, I didn't know what Orleans Coffee Exchange were buying. Um and coffee roasters of New Orleans, but I believe they were buying the same quality of coffees that were out available. Um, nowadays, there's so much more information about every coffee I want to buy. I can go to an importer's website to look for a coffee, and I can get, you know, I can get pictures. I get the names of the farmer. I like to joke. You can find out the farmer's farmer's dog's name you know and i'm being facetious there of course but you know altitude the coffee variety what kind of shade trees are used in the coffee fields you can find so much information but back in the late 80s it was just a list it was just a list and you were picking coffees off of a list of course you could get samples small samples and you can put them in your little sample roaster and cup them you know to decide if you wanted to buy that that coffee or not um but as so Coffee Roasters of New Orleans was the wholesale supply chain. If you wanted to open up a coffee house somewhere in New Orleans or, the, or South Louisiana, you probably bought from us or someone nearby because the Internet didn't exist. 
and it was hard to know about coffee roasters around the country unless you had been to another city and became aware of that. So that was sort of the pattern. If you like, there was a time I could tell people we sold to almost every single coffee house in town, unless it was a big company like, you know, Cafe Du Monde or a big, a big chain like Starbucks, you know, and now the model has, the model has changed a lot, but what kind of differentiates us now to a lot of other companies is that we don't have a big chain of stores. We don't have our Orleans Coffee Exchange, coffee houses all around the city. Um, we we still stay. We're still in that mode of of wholesale distributor because we sell all these so-called we call allied products: the syrups, the sauces, the espresso machines, the brewers and grinders. You want to open up a coffee house? We're here to set you up. You're a one-stop shop. We're right? a one-stop shop, and we're not gonna and we're not gonna open up a coffee house a mile down the road to eventually compete with you. You know, that's um. Yeah, we op- we did open up a little espresso bar on Britannia, uptown New Orleans, right across from to our hospital. And I even had someone in Metairie say, oh, now you're competing with me. Hmm. And it's like, I'm not competing with you sure. at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so that's that's our model for, for Orleans Coffee is that we're going to continue to source great coffees, train your staff, barista training. We're going to sell you the equipment, teach you how to operate it. We're going to work on it. So we're here to help coffee houses and food and beverage operations become successful. Bob chooses all of the coffees that he sells under the Orleans Coffee brand himself. He does this through an intensive tasting process called cupping. Sometimes he does it here in New Orleans. Other times he has the benefit of traveling elsewhere to see just where his coffee comes from. You know, we buy a good bit of coffee from Columbia Kelsey and I do have an opportunity to go there on a fairly regular basis and our importer has a special relationship with um, all the growers in a little town called Monserrate and it's a beautiful little town and the uh, owner of this importing company had been working with Atle- with the Monserrate farmers really helping them understand how to grow coffee better and um, better practices of uh, getting better yields and better quality, um, all the things that take too long to go into today. And they invite uh, roasters such as myself to to go to Monserrate every year for a cupping of all the farms. So get to taste all the coffees That's from neat. the best. They Before we get there, they've already selected from 100 and something farmers down to about 40. And we get to cup coffees for two and a half days which is kind of brutal (laughs) but through this process we've found formed our own relationship really with some of the farmers from Monserrate Mm -hmm. so we've been supporting individual farmers whose coffee we've liked year after year and uh, we had some visitors here this morning and we brewed some coffee from one particular uh, farm a lady named Nora Nelly Nora Nelly Piamune, hard to say her last name, and uh, her husband's with like the military police, and he works in Bogota all the time, so he really doesn't work this farm. So we went to the farm, and we spoke with her. I got to meet her, you know, and through a translator, you know, when someone's telling her how much I express, appreciate all the hard work that she does for, you know, such high quality that she produces, and um, so 
we buy her coffee and we'll continue to buy her coffee and coffee from some of the other farms there because like the old saying this is not your father's Oldsmobile you know this is not your your mama's Colombian coffee I mean Colombian coffee is great and always has been great uh, but getting not just buying it from a certain region not just from one town but from this one particular farmer I call it you know that's that's really relationship coffee so that I'm going to continue to support her. I'll continue to buy her coffee because she's worked hard to, to produce a great quality crop. And we'll continue buying her coffee and promoting that for so that we're selling that in the New Orleans market. So when you go into any of these independent shops that we sell to and you're drinking this Colombian coffee, it's really good coffee. I, I think that's – I just love that there's such a – a story and such a, you know, so many layers to this story to what somebody drinks in their coffee at a restaurant. You know, like you don't think about all of those things whenever you're sitting down at, to, to have your morning cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I love that. I think it's really, it's really wonderful. And it's another reason why we started this podcast was really to, to share these types of stories because I don't think most people think about that. Mm-hmm you know, you're buying from a certain farm and you're bringing it here. And where can, where is this, where is your coffee? Where can we find your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's probably a lot of places we can find your coffee. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, of course, orleanscoffee.com. We have a very successful website business. We've been selling, I think this is probably our fourth version of this website. The, uh, when the, internet really took off the owner of the company got a website pretty early um, so we built up a big business um, so lots of selections on, on website um, we sell our Orleans coffee retail package in a few supermarkets like Dornax on vet, uh, veterans three locations of Langenstein supermarket Lakeview grocery but um, mostly in independent coffee houses throughout the greater New Orleans area. If it's not a big, if it's a big chain, they probably are roasting their own coffee. Um, but if you, you know, the, the moms and pops like uh, like French Press and Pacino's and Cafe Cafe and Royal Blend, Cafe Royale, and I mean I can go on and on just coffee houses all throughout Orleans Parish. Um, into Chalmette and mm-hmm. and Lafayette, be a customer in Lafayette. Um, so our coffee is all throughout South Louisiana, and it's at restaurants too. I know I've seen it. You know, sometimes we go to, to different restaurants around the city, and I always see the the big bags of Orleans mm-hmm. coffee sitting up on the shelves, and I'm like, I know, I know who who roasted that. <laughs> exactly, so that's great. We've had our coffee at Lillette on Magazine Street, Le Petit Grocery. Mm-hmm. You know, nice yeah. high end coffee. Uh, there and uh, the Windsor Court Hotel has been a prized uh, customer of ours since pre-Katrina wow mm-hmm. wow yep um, are you guys out of state at all do I, I I feel like I remember you telling me that you've been in some other states and some states that are not even remotely close to Louisiana <laughs> that's right well and you know it's funny we don't really have much business in Texas we really haven't tried to mm-hmm. go there um, but more and more in Mississippi, um, uh, Alabama, uh, not so much in not so much in Florida. But I, I have a really big customer in New York, 
I, huh. I sell a ton of coffee to someone in New York. Wow. I have a customer in South Bend, Indiana. Okay. So, so it's a fun little, expanding like you're that. Just a little bit everywhere. You're sprinklings of Orleans coffee, and you're yeah. sharing our our culture and our you know our region mm-hmm. with the rest of the country, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Your brand has shifted a little bit over the years. Um, of course, you still have Orleans coffee. That's you know the whole the wholesale. Um, brand but um you now have parish coffee with, that you're selling at grocery stores you have an espresso bar in new orleans which you mentioned on Britannia. um talk about some of those things a little bit can you share that with us sure uh, we had the opportunity to take over the uh, little espresso bar that someone had opened up on Britannia street and so it's a very small footprint I like to joke it's the, probably the smallest coffee house in the state of Louisiana. And a lot of our businesses, obviously people who work at Turo or visit there on a regular basis, and the business has really grown. So, you know, I realized we had no no retail exposure whatsoever, and I did want to, um, while I, you know, having 12 coffee houses around the city is, is would be one thing, but I, but I had nothing. And so this is our, um, I'm not going to call it a flagship, but it's a, some retail exposure so people can see our brand. Uh, people have an opportunity to come in and taste some of the different coffees that we have there. And it's a, it's a, fun, it's a fun little business for us to have, uh, especially around Mardi Gras. The business does great around that. that oh, t- I'm sure. That's a good year. location for Mardi Gras. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's, and that's how, um, you know, a lot of people, to a typical consumer, unless you have a retail operation, they kind of don't know you exist. Hmm. So having that retail exposure made a lot of people aware that Orleans Coffee existed. And Parish Coffee Works. Um, I love the brand. I love the packaging. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this was really uh, a great uh, a great decision for us. <laughs> when Orleans Coffee bought New Orleans Coffee Works after Katrina. So we owned that name, we, and they had some retail products in supermarkets. And as the years went by, it got to be kind of burdensome because we had this label, this brand that was sort of sort of just a mirror image of what we already had. It was just sort of duplicating you know, different blends, and it, it wasn't really that different. And it's like I wanted to just kill it off, just 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 be done with it. And then we decided, no, let's just let's rename it. Let's just rebrand it and come up with something new and slightly different. And so we we came up with the name Parish Coffee Works, you know. And uh, of course, New Orleans Coffee Works started as Covington Coffee Works oh, in, I did in, not know that. in downtown Covington. Okay. And so when when that company moved to Kenner, they renamed it to New Orleans Coffee Works. And so. We felt Parish had a little bit broader appeal than New Orleans. Okay, we already had Orleans in one coffee, one name, so I did need it in another brand name. And uh, we had a retail package uh, that we started out with, which was good, but as time went by, I realized I didn't really love it. And so I met a new graphic designer, and I covertly got an entirely new package created. Nobody knew that... I'd rebranded the package until it was sent off to the printer, so to speak. And that's wow. that's when I had a meeting. I called everybody in, and I showed everybody 
what we had changed to. <laughs> well, what was the reasoning behind that? Were you just wanted to surprise everyone? Or? We have, well, we always have so much on our plate. There's, there's always so many projects that we're working on. It's so many things everybody has to do. And if, if we were, if I had told everybody I wanted to redesign the bag, there'd be 10 more voices mm-hmm. in my ear. And it just gets distracting, probably would have dragged the process out mm-hmm. that much longer. Uh, so it was just really the designer and me. But I did have, I did reach out to a, a small select group of people, none of them who knew each other. And I told them what I was doing and I asked them, would they confidentially mind seeing some of the design packages as we go along? Really sort of millennials. Like I reached out to a lot of millennials and said, like, this is my market. I need something that looks appealing. So it was all covert. I would just show them all and got feedback on colors and designs and so forth. And I just got, I got opinions, you know, don't like this one so much, don't like that one so much. And, and then we narrowed it down to the existing design. And um, we've got tremendous response for the parish brand. And the whole idea here was to have a whole set of coffees that were more affordably priced than the Orleans Coffee brand. You know, Orleans Coffee, if you see it in a retail store, it's going to be over $10 for a 12-ounce bag of coffee. Well, not everybody's into buying that. That's not everybody's thing, you know. Someone might be, just like for wine, you might be the $15 a bottle person and somebody else might be the $50 a bottle person. And the same thing goes for coffee. You just, you always buy this bag or you always buy that brand. Well, now here's Parish Coffee that is more affordable. And it's nothing exotic. There's a medium roast, there's a dark roast, there's a coffee and chicory, there's a decaf, and then all of the flavored coffees we produce are all sold under the Parish Coffee brand. People love flavored coffees. There's some people... That's gourmet coffee. That's specialty coffee. They love their hazelnut or French vanilla or southern pecan, and that's all available in the in the parish brand. And so we've been setting up booths at a sportsman show or home and garden show or demos in a um, uh, supermarket or um, farmers markets, and we're getting tremendous response from people. And of course, they all say, "I've never heard of you." It's like, "Yeah, well, we're kind of new." Blah blah blah. And um, but people like the fact that. The coffees taste great, and they're in everybody's price range, and that that I mean, matters matters a lot when you're watching your budget. Yeah, it makes a difference for sure. Um, so one of the things that you've mentioned just in talking here and over the years from knowing you um, is your focus on excellence within this industry. You were an early adopter of some really important programs and practices that can set a business apart. Can Can you talk a little bit about that? There are certain certifications that coffee roasters can subscribe to and participate in. And one of the very first programs was called Fair Trade, Certified Fair Trade. This organization works with farmers to make sure that um, if they're handling certain farming practices right and, and paying and paying their staff properly, you know, pickers, they don't really make a lot of money. It's really a shame. Hmm how much how little people make picking coffee and processing coffee all along the way i mean it's very very hard work um so it's all about making sure that the farmers can make enough money um for better quality of life health care and education 
you know, there's, I, I, I do believe there are a lot of people in Central and South America and maybe around the world who've been able to get a good education, go to college because their parents are in are selling co- fair trade coffees and they, they get a, a small extra premium to improve the quality of their life. I mean, what's wrong with that? You I know? love it. I think that's wonderful. So we were buying fair trade coffees probably starting around the year 2000, you know, and it sometimes some of the coffees, even though they were fair trade, didn't mean they were very good. So sometimes <laughs> you didn't, you, you got to buy on quality. You want to support the program, but a lot of them have really come along, you know, people who had great quality coffee started participating in the fair trade program and they can get a premium for their coffee, fair trade or not, but they'll get even more, you know, to further improve the quality of their life and their staff. Um, so we've been, we buy coffee from Guatemala, Mexico, uh, Ethiopia, Colombia, Sumatra. Mm. In fact, I've sold very little Sumatra, you know, Indonesian coffee that's con- what we call conventional. Most of what I buy and sell is fair trade organic Sumatra, and it costs a lot. Hmm. And but people want the qualities. The quality is good. It's unique, and they're supporting the program. We've got customers who only want fair trade organic coffee, even if it's great conventional coffee. They're not buying it. They're supporting sure. fair trade, which is wonderful. I, I love that you guys do that. I think that's fantastic. Um, this season, this is the first season of our podcast, uh, the Jefferson Parish Pulse. It's all about manufacturing. Um, you're obviously based in Jefferson Parish. You've grown the business here. Can you talk about your experience of doing business in Jefferson Parish and have there maybe been some positive experiences that you can share with us? We have uh, enjoyed our our relationship with Jefferson Parish at different levels. Um, First and foremost is JETCO. JETCO has been a big supporter of of our organization. Um, We're grateful for being nominated for the Lantern Award a few years ago and winning that. Thank you very much. (laughs) And... um, and so we uh, we still brag uh, about that, and and bring that up every chance we can. <laughs> and uh, just as a governmental agency, you know, I I know what the city does as far as taking care of you know the city services that are provided. You know, we get all that stuff handled properly out here, and um, we know that you know between when p- police, fire, department. Um, uh, just dealing with paying taxes, you know, it's it could be more difficult in other areas. And Jefferson Parish is is very easy to work with, in in all those respects. When you're out at a restaurant or a, you know a coffee house, is it ever a surprise where you're like, oh, I forgot that they served Orleans coffee? Or um, <laughs> is, is it exciting to you when you go into these restaurants and they're serving your product? Like, how does that make you feel? I'm I'm very proud of of that. Um, sometimes I'll try to let the restaurateur know that I'm coming for dinner <laughs> with with um, either my wife or um, a, a business uh, guest that's in town. Um, coffee people that I come that come into New Orleans for some reason or another to to see us. We like to take them to a restaurant uh, that we know serves our coffee, and uh, we always get great service. And they make sure the coffee's really good, you know. And so we're always we are very proud of that. And like for example, 
um, while I've never st- spent a night at the Windsor Court Hotel, um, and they do serve our coffee, um, we do get comp- we still get compliments from that. We've got people who buy coffee from us on our website. Um, that they love the coffee so much, they had, they had the hotel send them coffee, and they say, you know, Mr. So and So, you just need to contact this company directly, and they'll sell it to you. That's wonderful. Um, so what's next for Orleans Coffee? Where, where, where is the company headed? What's on the horizon? We created a division for all of our espresso machine sales and service. A new division is called Perfect Shot Espresso Service. And so we've got a vehicle driving around town, and our technicians have shirts with a patch for our brand. And so this is to appeal to all the restaurateurs in the city, out of town, out of state, uh, that we sell and service espresso machines, mm. espresso grinders, brewers, green eater machines, and so forth. Um, you know, there's there's a need for these these products, these this equipment. And uh, buying is one thing, uh, but, you know, learning how to work it and repair it is another. And we've been doing that for 20 years. We just did it in-house. It was just part of the thing that Orleans Coffee did. But now I have Perfect Shot Espresso as sort of like a freestanding brand, mm. you know, and I can see that will continue to grow. I've got three full-time service technicians and a, a sales rep in that department and a, and a website and social media. So That's great. Yeah. When did you launch Perfect Shot? I would say officially like March of this year. Okay. So it's pretty new. So it's, it's, it is pretty new. How Again, is, it was all just the... sort of under the umbrella of Orleans Coffee. Sure. How is the, how is the business doing now that it's sort of branched out on its own? It, it is, I rig, see, it's funny, you know, we're, it's the same, same people going into the same, our same customers doing business. So it's nothing new to our existing customers except for, uh, hey, what's with that shirt you're wearing? <laughs> You know, and so we explain that very hip, cool shirt. <laughs> That's that you're a really wearing. cool logo you got there. What's that all about? Yeah. And so we explain. It's like, no, it's it's us, and it's just a new brand. Um, but now it's allowing us to reach out to different restaurants and restaurant groups to say, hey, we've got a package for you. You know that they don't think that we didn't just make this up overnight. Sure. And uh, but yes, it is continuing to help us grow our uh, sales and service department of of equipment. Excellent. Finally, last question officially, now that we've been talking forever, and I feel like I could just keep going because all of this is so interesting to me. Um, is there anything that I haven't asked that you want to talk about? We could probably speak a little bit about corporate culture. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I'm learning over the years that it can be very fragile. I've seen our company grow, grow and retract, grow and retract based on getting customers, getting business, losing business, getting business, losing business, mm-hmm. um, gaining employees, losing employees. People come, people go. Some people are here for a little while. Some people are here forever. And uh, I'd like to say that I'm like fantastic at all this stuff, and I'm this fantastic, you know, uh, spiritual leader guru in our company, and I'm and I'm not. I mean, I'm in there, and I'm I'm grunting it out with everybody, um, and it's just hard. You've you've got to you got it's hard to find good people. I, I talk to business owners all the time, and that's just one of the first things that comes up is is it's hard to find good help. When you talk about company culture, corporate culture. 
how what is what is your vision for that or how do you how does Orleans Coffee operate in a way that keeps those quality employees mm-hmm. what do you guys do it's um it's a kind of a sense of family um a lot of of our employees you know I mean, we're all just just so close to each other you know we all have got to have our independent lives and so forth and we different different sets of beliefs and so forth but having the right kind of people who can work together and get along and uh like we have a, a company christmas party we do a couple barbecues um we do some things you know off-site someone's typically someone's house or we'll get we'll get a shelter at, at Lafayette Park and have a crawfish boil or a barbecue and stuff and we just create that that sense of relationship that we all have with, with each other I do what I can to take care of our employees you know between what people make and benefits and and taking care of people and it's always not it's not always just about money I mean when it comes to culture it's not it doesn't equate to the paycheck it's it's really about a sense of being valued I'd like to think I've done a good job and my employees carry that on as well in the way that they handle themselves is that we all treat each other as adults. We treat each other with respect and where we are in life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if you have a strong company culture, it shows in out in the community and in, you know, in the way that your business presents itself to the community. So, um, I believe you guys have done a really good job with that, and it sounds like you have, which is great. Um, any, I don't want to keep you too much longer here, so any parting words before we sign off? <laughs> any last thoughts? Well, um, I really would like for people to who are hearing this, um, you might be stuck on your certain brand of coffee. Um, when you see Parish Coffee in the grocery store, uh, give it a shot. Give it a try. I think people can be pleasantly surprised at such high quality for such a great price. Um, you're not supporting um, a big company out of state. You're not supporting a Fortune 500 company. You're supporting a, a family who lives in a middle-class neighborhood in Metairie with kids, a couple of kids, and but then the other employees here, most of us, live in Jefferson Parish. I don't have, just for what it's worth, like, I don't have a lot of employees who live in, you know, another parish, but it's it's all of us. We're just regular people putting food on our table with, like, with a quality product. And I'd like to see more people in Jefferson Parish continue to support Orleans Coffee and Parish Coffee because the money stays here. And then it's made, it's roasted right here in Jefferson Parish, which we absolutely love. Um, Bob, it is always such a pleasure. Thank you so, so much for letting me come out and sharing all of your knowledge and your wisdom. We are so fortunate to be able to work with your company, and we are so grateful that you are here. So, well, Thank you for uh, thinking of me and th- for thinking of Orleans Coffee as being a, um, part of the Jetco family. We do indeed think that. So, all right, signing off. Thank you so much. A very special thanks to Bob for taking time out of his busy schedule to be a part of this show. 
Bob had so much to say about his process for choosing the right coffees that we'll be adding a short bonus episode tomorrow with some additional information that didn't quite make it into our show today. We hope you'll take a listen. Every Thursday, we will release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse. This season, we're highlighting the manufacturers that have helped to make this area a hub for business and innovation. To be sure you don't miss out on these amazing business stories, subscribe to the Jefferson Parish Pulse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you like what you hear, feel free to give us a good rating or leave a comment on the episode. All of that helps other people find our show and enjoy it too. Of course, we will be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jetco.org. We want to hear from you. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at casegram at jetco.org. Thank you so much for listening. Favorite type of coffee? My favorite coffee right now is Colombian Monserrate. How do you take your coffee? Do you drink it black? I drink my coffee black, just drip, just coffee maker regular drip coffee maker Mm -hmm. um this is i think the weirdest question on the list if you could be a type of coffee what would you be i would be sweet and bright with a little hint of lime (laughs) (laughs) all right i love that you just had an answer that's that's perfect um your favorite advice for coffee consumers i would say it's be open to buying different brands of coffee, different roast, different origins. You know, if you think you you love coffee from Colombia, well, why don't you try coffee from Kenya sometimes? Try coffee from Tanzania um, or Brazil. Um, there's lots of brands that are locally produced, or you can go to the supermarket, might find something that's from out of state. I mean, yes, please, I'd love you to support Orleans Coffee and Parish Coffee. But try different brands of coffee and see what other coffees taste like. Basically, pull the curtain back because there's a wide world of really interesting coffees out there. Love it. Um, and I-